Welcome to the Real Estate Secrets Podcast for healthcare professionals, hosted by Austin Hare and Nathan Palmer, who together have over two decades of real estate knowledge and investing. This show is about sharing lessons in commercial real estate that were learned from trial and error and working directly with CEOs of billion-dollar healthcare organizations. Our mission is to teach the insider strategies used by the big guys to everyday healthcare operators in order to get access to the best real estate at the best prices. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. It's Austin here, and I'm here with Nate Palmer. And today we want to talk to you guys about a cap rate. Uh, this is a term that gets thrown around a lot in commercial real estate. And if you've ever looked at, you know, buying a building for yourself, or even sometimes renting it, it comes up. And if you don't know what it is, it, it might sound confusing. And the way that the math is done um, takes a, a little bit of a learning curve to understand as well. So. Nate, can you just uh, explain to us a little bit about what a cap rate is? Rate, it is a mechanism that we use, or, or really a term that we use in our business to uh, identify or quickly understand uh, the value of a property or the expectation of a value of a property. And uh, the calculation is pretty simple. It just assumes that, uh, that that rate is factored on the rate of return that you would receive if you paid all cash for the building. So if I'm expecting to collect 100000 in, in annual net operating income and I'm buying the property for a million dollars, the advertised cap rate would be 10%. Okay, so it's just it's the rate of return on the money if you were to buy it in all cash. Correct. And then, yeah, because obviously you can, how you decide to finance the building is a, question that varies, uh, you know, depending on the person, depending on the institution. And so looking at your actual cash on cash ROI might be a little bit uh, deceiving or at least hard to compare apples to apples. And having a, it's, it's just a, a pretty much is a broad rule of thumb that allows you to quickly compare uh, buildings across the board equally with kind of understanding the same thing. So now that we've identified what it is, can you kind of talk about what will affect the cap rate? Yeah, uh, great question. Uh, deserves more time than we're going to give it, but if you boil it down on a real high level, um, you know, th there's three or four characteristics that largely affect uh, what those rates are, um, and it, it's term of the lease or term of the investment that I'm buying, or, or maybe a combination of a value or a, of a number of terms. If I'm looking at a building that's uh, multi-tenant. Um, uh, the credit of the user or, or users involved, right? Am I buying something with uh, a single practice operator or am I buying something uh, that the hospital's leasing space and that's basically just establishing a risk coefficient on that, on that rent expectation. And then, and then probably the third is, is the type of use, you know, fortunately in healthcare, um, you know, we're deemed to be pretty, pretty safe, pretty reliable, uh, ha has some different value there than, you know, same credit financial sheet from a, you know, random shoe store operator or whatever it would be. So the, the type of use helps. And then probably the fourth, uh, most important, uh, component would just be some of the deal characteristics. And there's, you know, a hundred of variables that could fall into that category, but, um, usually the initial main characteristics are going to be the term credit and the type of use. Okay. So, you know, talking about a 10% cap rate is really, it's easy to understand. It's easy to quantify because it's relatively simple math. 
But let's go through an example. You mentioned like a shoe repair might be on the higher cap rate side, which would be about 10%, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it could be, could be anything. Um, you know, it's just, it's basically a, a balance of risk. If I'm going to give you a million dollars, how much I trust that you're going to be there for five years, 10 years, paying me the $100,000 a year. Right. Okay. Yeah. So another way that I like to explain it is, um, is in terms of risk and your investment as well. So if you're going to make a riskier investment, then you're going to want a higher rate of return. So if the, the credit of the tenant in your building is not that great, then you are going to want to make sure that you're getting a higher rate of return on your money to count for the risk. And 10% would be a very high rate. Uh, it'd be a really great as a buyer, you know, 10% cap rate is great. Now, the lower that cap rate goes, it actually increases the price of the building, which I think is what's so confusing for a lot of people. And so, you know, if we are looking at a really accredited tenant, they have got, let's say, a 6% cap rate, then you're going to be paying a much, much higher price for the building. So, Nate, can you kind of explain the math to help people understand that why as the cap rate goes down, the price of the building goes up? Yeah, I mean, they work, uh, they work in inverse. Uh, so uh, much to my example, if, if I have that same $100,000 income stream that, uh, that I expect to collect after, after the property's expenses, uh, but instead of that user being a, a what, what example is it? Foot shoe, repair, shoe, shoe repair. repair store. Instead of it being that, I've got uh, you know a large physician group or uh, a multi-practice group on the lease, and now you know maybe now uh, the market value for that would be at a seven cap. That one hundred thousand dollar income stream is now worth one point four million, or a little a little better than that. So you know it's basically I'm exchanging the amount of risk I'm willing to take for the amount of return I'm willing to accept. Yeah, and the concept when you think about it is really simple when it's explained correctly, but a lot of people struggle with this because the term gets thrown around so much. So yeah, if you are going to be making $100,000 in operating income from this property, then you are willing to pay a lot more for that property if the person who is paying it has a great credit rating. And you know that if you end up having to go after them in court for whatever reason, they actually have assets, you can actually get the money. So that's kind of what determines a cap rate. So now what kind of cap rates are you seeing for healthcare operators? You know, um, how does that vary depending on how many practices they have? Yeah, so that's uh, a great question. I mean, you can be uh, anywhere from a single practice operator if you'd commit to, I mean, <clears throat> it's, not a, it's not a black and white issue because there, there are a handful of variables that significantly influence this, but if we assume uh, term is equivalent and we're looking at a 10-year lease investment um, with a single oper a single unit operator doctor if he's got some established history there you know maybe we're somewhere in the nine cap rate-ish plus or minus maybe depending on the type of business you know some other other characteristics start to like I mentioned that fourth category other characteristics start to come into play you know, relative to you know, how, how, how well the building's positioned, what are my options if I were to ever lose that tenant, whatever that look, would look like. Uh, the opposite end of that spectrum is say, hey, I've, I've got the opportunity to buy a building that has that same 10-year lease, except that's with a hospital credit tenant where, you know, that cap rate might be sub six, you know, and that arbitrage would be very significant uh, in the property's value. 
Right. Yeah. Just the difference alone. If you're if you've got a million dollar uh, property, you know, or let's if you've got a hundred thousand dollars in net operating income, and it's going for a ten cap, then you're going to be looking at a million dollars and as a sale price. Now, just lowering that one percent to nine percent cap rate increases the value of the building by a hundred and eleven thousand dollars. So with each, it, only, it doesn't sound like a lot, but each percentage point that you go down, you're actually massively increasing the value of the building. And so you just gotta you know, use the calculator, plug it in there. And answering, looking over these questions is going to help you decide whether or not it's worth it for you to buy your own practice or to buy your own location versus just renting because there is no one size fits all. Uh, it depends how fast you wanna grow and scale your location and it depends what your ROI is gonna be for your real estate investment. Um, so I think that pretty much sums it up. Nate, is there anything else you'd like to add to help people uh, understand cap rates? No, I think that's it. I mean, it's a, it's a very complex, it's a very simple principle, but it's very complex as it's actually executed because like you said, deals are financed and underwritten in, in thousands of different fashions that ultimately impact someone's return on the property, but, but cap rate is just kind of that uniform um, identifier of kind of the anticipated value of a building. Yeah, yeah, key, main key takeaways, you know, as a healthcare operator, typically if you want to sell a building that you are leasing out to yourself, you're going to get it valued at about between eight and a, a 9% cap rate. So you can use that as a rule of thumb for uh, helping you value your, your real estate that you own. All right guys, well, that's all, and um, we'll see you in the next episode.